Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Have you guys ever been like freaked out when you've been out on the water? Uh, the first time I heard a bobcat scream, I was freaked out. You didn't know what it was? I had no clue. I thought, I thought a woman was getting raped. How did you figure out what it was? Well, I went over there, and there was nothing, but just throughout later time, I realized I'd, I'd heard it, and right. somebody else knew what it was. And So have you ever seen a bobcat make that noise? I have not, no. That, that would be creepy as well. That would be. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? Nope. Um, well, you fish, like, places that have houses all over them, <laughs> yeah, like, so, nice uh, mansions and shit. You, we, uh, the wildlife is a little bit different where i'm at you have dogs we have dogs cats. and cats and <laughs> squirrels and all of that stuff but uh does it ever from the human side you do get some, some interesting of that characters inter- yeah. yeah even out there oh absolutely huh <laughs> like you want to elaborate a little bit uh, like sound travels very far on when you're on the water yeah yeah it's like you have your motor running and you're screaming at your buddy because you can't hear each other and then you're on the bank and you can hear what they're saying loud and clear oh yeah yes. absolutely yeah so, yep. like, wh- what did you hear? Is well, this going to be like the real, <laughs> real housewives of Southeast Iowa? <laughs> uh, it could potentially. Uh, um, yeah, there's uh, some moaning and you know all of that stuff. But that's not creepy. That's, that's dock play. <laughs> no, it's, but it's creepy when it's like fifty feet from you. Oh, that. So I don't know if creep. I'd say <laughs> I would feel weirded out. <laughs> maybe a little anxious. <laughs> Like, why did I end up in this situation? I'm just yeah. here to fish, guys. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're fishing for something. There's just lots of uh, late-night activities that go on yeah. at a you know private lake like that. That makes sense. People are like, I own this beach, yeah. so I can <laughs> do whatever I want. Skinny dipping is yeah, pretty common. Running, you ever seen that on the live scope? Not on live scope, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got the flatheads on there. Yeah, I do <laughs> have that. <laughs> I like that fish is very well endowed. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, that's not a, wait a minute. <laughs> I had one where there's this spot 
on uh, one of my favorite rivers that I don't fish very often. One, because I don't catch that many fish in the times I've been there. And two, I just get this weird feeling. I fished it three times, and I'm not a superstitious person. But I get there, and I just feel like somebody's watching me. And the last time I was there, it was a spot that you can get to, and the water's real low, even with the prop boat. And there was, like, almost no current. There's a bunch of dead trees, but they're piled on each other. And, like, then my imagination started rolling. I'm like, they kind of look like bones and skeletons. <laughs> and, and I had, like, this image of this skeleton hand reaching into the boat. And I just sat out, sat it out and fished anyway. But I don't I didn't like. Well, the problem was the first time I went there, I felt that way. And I caught a 20. I'm yeah. like, I, I need to come back. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I <laughs> yeah, need to right. come back. But, but isn't that your, I mean, your gut's telling you that something's wrong. So shouldn't you have left that area? But there's or five no. heads there. <laughs> oh, so it's okay then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put my, I mean. Risk reward. I mean, most of my adult life I've spent, you know, being uncomfortable in the name of the flathead catfish. So this is just a different kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I, oh, nope. the other one. So this one is weirder. This one's actually kind of freaking weird. Like, the, so I was younger and kayaked this stretch of river. And uh, we, we didn't catch any flatheads, um, just channel cats, but we went by this one spot. This is a little dinky creek, and it, it was probably seven or eight feet with a tree, just one big old tree, seven, eight feet of water on this little creek. I'm like, there's nice. got to be yes. one there. Well, it was close enough where my brother lives where I'm like, I'm going to come back here at night. So I uh, told him, I'm like, just pick me up in the morning. I'm going to park my truck at one bridge. I'm going to float down to this. And then in the morning, I'll, I'll call you when I'm taking off. And he had the day off, and he just he likes to sit around and watch Family Guy reruns and stuff. So <laughs> for him to pick me up. He had off, time. He had time. <laughs> um, which, Z, you're probably listening. I appreciate the hell out of you. Um, especially. <laughs> I do, too. As the, good as the story progresses, it, I owe him one, for sure. But I pull up to this spot, and I hop out of my kayak, and I notice a child footprint like a little bear child footprint. And there's like three or four of them, and that's all I noticed. And I'm like, huh, that's odd. <laughs> that's when you're really weird. four miles from the nearest road, like maybe maybe there's an easement like through the farmer's property, yeah. and he brought his kids down or something. I don't know. But I'm fishing. So I get out and uh, have a bunch of magnum bullheads, like 12, 13-inchers, like perfect ones. And Bigger than the fit footprints yes way, way bigger than the footprints <laughs> i get tormented by channels even with the big bullheads on and i'm like getting annoyed. that spot is haunted <laughs> no shit get away well i hear it sounds like voices behind me and i'm not the type of person who just assumes it's a voice so i just if i hear an odd noise i just assume i'm like that was an odd noise the end but it sounded like voices like whispering like maybe a few giggles and shit and I'm, like, getting goosebumps right now thinking back to that. I know. You've got it, some pretty haunted... Uh, yeah. Well, this, just two. Just, just two. two. Just two. But, uh, two that you're willing to, to, to discuss? <laughs> just two. <laughs> so I put up with it for, like, two hours, and then finally I caught, like, a 10, 12-pound channel that had battered my bullhead to death to the point that I actually got a hook in him. And at that moment, I'm like, this isn't worth it. It's 11.30 at night. I call my brother. I'm like, hey, man. Will you please pick me up at the boat ramp? <laughs> Bring some holy water. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> 
<laughs> I pack up my tent, hop in my kayak, and I float three and a half miles in the dark and get to the boat or the the bridge at like twelve thirty, one o'clock. And I I had to get out and drag my kayak through some rapids at yeah. twelve midnight, whatever. So that slowed me down. But yeah, I got back and it's just like, thank you, Z. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that one. Absolutely. But we're, we're we're here with uh, I'm here with Ryan, Flight Assassin, Tazler, <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Brown. I don't have a douchey nickname for you yet, but I'll try to think. Uh, of I'm what. sure you'll come up. With <laughs> <something>. <laughs> we'll dig deep. You wanna you wanna elaborate on on what you do? Uh, basically, just run a chasing cats guide service in Central Iowa, and uh, just you chase cats. Chase cats. Yeah. yeah. Not a bad way to roll. No yeah. false advertising there. No. Um, and just recently started really just chasing all fish. Which is sweet. Which yeah. I think in Iowa is a necessity. Like, if you want to be a good guide and consistently stay on fish, you got to be able to pattern a different species and one other species is a little bit slower. Yep. Yeah. So uh, some of my customers have, um, you know, younger children and they don't necessarily care what they catch. They just want to catch fish. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes. I think Bl- most adults feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So. And you just, do some walleye stuff too. Yeah. Walleye perch. Which is sweet. I just stay away from the ditch pickles. You know, <laughs> we harp on them a lot. <laughs> we do. We do. My, my thing, and I've said my thing many times and probably many varieties of my thing. <laughs> The one that comes to mind at this very moment is I grew up fishing them in farm ponds, and they lost their luster after so many years. Yeah. But the only fish I got mounted is right over the flathead assassin's head. Got a uh, 22-inch largemouth, which felt like the biggest fish in the world when you're 12. Yeah. That's true. It looks about as fresh as I do, though. Yeah. Yeah, It's a little beat up. There there was... (laughs) I probably told this story, but I'm going to tell it again. Leo was a local dude who... Did taxidermy part-time. Yeah. And I brought this fish home and said I wanted it mounted. And my dad's like, you're an idiot. But he didn't say that. <laughs> but he, was but trying, he meant that. But he's trying to think of a way where we could mount this fish without spending $500 or whatever it would yeah. be. And he's like, oh, Leo. Leo does that as a hobby. And Leo mounted it for 125 bucks. Hell yes. Which, when you're... Maybe I was 14 because I had mowing money. Yeah. And I shelled out that 125 bucks that I'd save for that, I'm like, I could have just took a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have a new rod and reel, which yeah. leads to us where uh, I don't have any other fish mounted. Was yeah. it that green originally? I don't I mean, remember. that's pretty green. I don't remember. Yeah. He, he, it's like one of those paint-by-number deals. I mean, <laughs> Leo, Leo's a good dude, and he just did it for fun. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, you get what you pay for. If I wanted it truly professionally preserved... I, I would have had to pay for that. You right. Know? Yeah. But it's, and it's been dropped so many times. Like, <laughs> what he chewed on it a few times. Right. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So you're, you're a fishing guide. Good. In your eyes, what are the, the pros and cons of, of being a guide? Um, like, what's your favorite part? Early, early mornings. Part? I am not a morning person. So this is a con? Yeah, it's a con. Yeah. I, so that's funny because i'm a morning person and i end up fishing late into the night (laughs) yeah i am definitely a a late night all night guy yeah for sure but you could no problem 
You could change that. You could just well, set your hours whatever you want. Yeah, you do to a certain extent. You gotta. I mean, the fish dictate when you need to be on the water. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and you, for you, the most part, most of the customers do too. That that's fair. I mean, most generally, most people aren't used to staying up past midnight. Yes. You know. Yeah. Once in a while, I've got some customers that do, but mm-hmm. they and would then you much put rather them on Magnum flatheads, and they're like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Okay. yeah. Big channels. Yeah. That's that's kind of the the go-to fish, but so, so what's the good parts? Uh just meeting different people, personalities. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um the absolute best part is when you have somebody who's never been on a boat before. Yeah. Or who's never been fishing before and the bar's very low. The yeah. pressure's <laughs> they have zero expectations. Did you see how well he casted that rod? Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just see those kids just light up. You know, they just... That is cool. They yeah, get that is cool. so ecstatic and so happy. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the best part. Sure. Ryan, do you want to share your announcement? Yeah. Well, it's in, It's still in the works. It's not ready yet. Oh, we're, we're building hype. But... Because this <laughs> yes. is the subject that segues into your announcement. Yes, because Tasser Guide Service is in the works. I've got the boat. I'm getting the test and tune done on the boat so we don't have to worry about any issues once i start taking clients but within the month we will be on the water with some clients so mm. i've got a few lined up i haven't got any dates set 100 percent yet but i've got four or five trips actually on the books i just got to get with them and get a date set and got an email tonight for number six nice or five or six whatever yeah. you want to nice so so I'm going to pretty much do, for this year, I want to be able to pay for the boat. So I'm just going to do enough because I, I started an animal control business recently, and I'm still working 50 hours a week as an electrician. So my time is limited, but I want the boat to uh, pay for itself from now until May. And then next May, I may be moving away from the electrical and doing full-time guide and animal control is the goal. So what so we're a, talking about pros and cons. What are you excited about? Um, I'm excited about actually honing in my fishing. You know, I do a lot of fishing so with ti- other people. You're tired of sucking. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to not suck anymore. Well, <laughs> you know, I I know the little details that really matter. But, you know, most of the time when I fish, I fish with you or I fish with other people that, you know. You're going to be the captain. I'm going to be the guy that makes those details count. And I, you know, and I've been putting out a few more uh, trips on my own and and getting the new boat dialed in. And and catching up. My my boat's batting 1,000. Both both nights I've had it out. Boat record's 44 pounds already. 44 pounds. You better knock on some wood. Yeah, absolutely right. (laughs) That went out last night and put four in a boat. But that's, that's, none of them were monsters. That's fake wood, by the way. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Bad I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> is there, so what, is there any anxieties you got that are stuff you think you're going to have to work through? Uh, my boat is my anxiety. I mean, there's still some things I need to uh, iron out on it. And anytime you got a boat in our rivers, which are shallow, I really don't feel comfortable running it the places i need to run it so dude and that's I, why i'm t- trying to add extra trips so i get more comfortable before i get a client in the boat right i i'm with you i got a brand new boat and yeah i'm always worried that something can happen you know yeah. and it could 
Yes. There's no boat that's like, I don't care how new it is. It's not impervious to breaking in yes. some capacity. Nope. So, mm-hmm. And it, it, if some, a boat issue arises when I'm, it's just me fishing or me and you guys or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Because, but we're not burning somebody's time and money. Yes. Right. When you're on yes. a guide trip, it's like, okay, boat breaks down somehow. Even if you fix it in a couple hours, like you look at the rates and that's that's some money out of somebody's pocket. Yes. And you can discount them, but what if it's a shitty day of fishing and maybe in that two hours, that's when you would have got them? Yes. Who knows? Yep. Yep. I had a slow day the other day with clients and we only got two, but we doubled up on a, a four and a... 10 11 12 pounder yeah and that happened in a moment's notice and that kind of made the trip that was the biggest one dude caught and the first time he'd ever doubled on cats and he was ecstatic mm-hmm. and i'm just like i'm sorry it was a slow day man but yeah that moment made the trip okay yes. in his eyes but if you broke down and then you fish two hours on the front side two hours on the back side you're fixing the motor in the middle and you miss out on that chance well that made that trip would Garbage. would have been shit yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. So I totally feel you, man. So yeah, that, that's my biggest concern. But I mean, just just getting more comfortable. But I'm looking forward to it. I really am. You know, I I love fishing. I love getting out there, and I and love sharing what I know. So well, and you're constantly learning new stuff all the time. Yeah, dude, that's it. Like, like I felt like I had a decent to... handle on our fisheries. <laughs> I don't. Like I'm yeah. learning so much more all the time. Yeah, because it's all about consistency. Every any dipshit can go out there and have a good day every once in a while and feel really good about it, and they yes. should. Yes. Um, but to do it every day. <laughs> and also do it every day with inexperienced anglers for the most That's part. It. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yep. But we're kind of fortunate, and I don't know what it looks like on your end, Jimmy, but I'll be referring clients to you, mm-hmm. and all the clients I've had on the boat have been absolutely awesome. Rain shine or rain sunshine big fish little fish no fish lots of fish like everybody's been totally fun to fish with and yeah not a lot of people who've been unhappy with how the trip went no matter how the trip went and especially when you're a quote quote flathead guide yeah knowing that skunks are inevitable yes i don't feel the greatest about it but it sure does make me feel a lot better knowing that they still had a good time yeah yeah which you gotta, you know, set expectations going in, which you do well, yeah. very well. Yeah. So, I'm just well, persistent. I'm, I'm the channel cat guy, so I had my very first trip. Uh, we had one bite, one good bite. Mm-hmm. Loaded up the rod. We were in two feet of water. Fish come out of the water like an alligator, just rolling, <laughs> tossing. <laughs> yep. You know, pulled the hook out, <clears throat> and that was the only bite we had in five hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but we had a lot of fun on the boat, and they were excited and. But as a guide, it's so frustrating when you can't put fish over Dude. the rail. Yes. the flat, yeah. And there's the, nothing you can do about it. The flathead no. one I came to terms with, if I skunk on a channel cat trip, which it's happened to me once, I am pissed. Yeah. yeah. I didn't sleep that night. Yeah. It was bad. I bet. I didn't want to take their money. Yeah. I was like, keep it. Keep it. And they're super persistent. Yep. That's just the type of people they are. They're like, yeah. you know, you still gassed price wasn't any different whether we caught fish or not right yeah and honestly on those trips you're burning more gas because you're trying to find them yeah but yeah. uh we made three long runs and searched and it was a not quite a full moon but super bright mm-hmm. no wind you know the bait fish weren't even busting the surface yeah. it yep. was just just eerily calm and anything know. that 
you know, could go wrong, did go wrong. I feel your pain, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's speaking of the moon last night, I was off the water by 11 o'clock. I mean, that moon was bright. Oh, yeah, very last bright. Night. That's when the hogs come out, man. I, just did, I didn't have wait. the patience for it. Had to I was wait. after the fourth fish that was under 10 pounds, I was like, yeah, this isn't the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> Might be more of the right time of year at yes. that spot. Too. Yes, absolutely. We probably missed our window. We did really big yep. fish, but which that window came earlier this year than what we normally expected. Did it? To. I was down there early and skunked. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when it lines up. That's a fun spot. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Here's a would you rather? Ready for this one? Yes, sir. And. Feel free to elaborate on your response. <laughs> Would you rather marry the hottest chick in the world or catch a world record? That's not even a question. Yeah, that's, that's an easy one. Yeah. World record. Yeah, by far. But yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's only obvious to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would go with the world record personally. Yes. But you, why? but your response should have been because I already married the hottest yeah. girl in the world. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna have to have that part for so sure. So was that was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. What do you really elaborate on with that one? Yeah, that's well, that's so, kind of a no brainer. I have there. so many of these would you rather's that me and Will and Wes came up with when <laughs> when Will came up. Will was one of the guys I went to the Amazon with. Okay. Good guy. Really oh, good guy. Oh, yeah. And he, he came up from Texas and fished for like three or four days. And nice. It was just a giant drunk shit show. So is this yeah. what you do when there's no action in the boat? You just sit around and make these lists up? On that trip, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Not every trip, but, but on that Everybody one. was a little intoxicated the first night Will got here, and Spencer had been on guide trips all week and crashed early oh my god I, as soon as it got dark you were out i was out so between wes and will geez we had some interesting conversations i found out that there is a uh what's the star patterns constellations yes there's a constellation of a female with very large mammary glands she's well endowed yes so we're discussing how that came about that i feel the, like that's made up I, I believe it is, too. I mean, it's on an app, so it's yeah. got to be true. The app shows you that the chick has big knockers. So those, those seven stars that are kind of by each other, obviously that's a chick with big knockers. Oh, yeah, sure. So we, we had hours of conversation about how it came about, that that's what they saw when they looked at that set of stars. What, like they, they took some, they ate some mushrooms and yeah. just, <laughs> this is where we're at? So we, we had a... Uh, conversation about the first guy out was named bob and he went out and found the big dipper the little dipper and you know some of the easier ones like that and then they sent out a group of guys that went out and got drunk got high and then they found the rest of them (laughs) 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 yeah you missed some great conversations when you were sleeping that hits hard because like you look at the big dipper and the little dipper and they're so obvious and none of the other ones ones even make sense yeah you have the, you have the app on your phone, right? I don't, but Will did. Yeah, that's yeah. So you just point it at the sky, and it shows you whatever it's the constellation supposed to be, and then you pull it away. You're like, no, that's not it. <laughs> the past couple of nights, we've been watching the space station fly overhead. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I never know these things. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't like heard about it either. The lunar eclipse we had mm-hmm. this spring. 
I didn't know what was happening. I would just happen to be out on the river, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's no clouds, but that moon's getting darker. That's weird. And then suddenly it's like, holy shit, that's a lunar eclipse. <laughs> Wonder how the flatheads will I was going to say, did you catch fish? Nope, didn't get a nope. bite. There were too many watching the moon. Apparently. <laughs> they won't miss it either. Do you study the moon phase? I mean, are you, like, dialed into that? Um, Do you think it makes that much of a difference? I think the only fish that seems to make that much of a difference is flatheads. Hmm. And water conditions play a bigger difference, though. Like, the moon, the full moon, I don't like the full moon anytime. It's, like, not my favorite. But the times where it really seems to make the biggest difference is when the water is low and not moving much. When the water's up and moving, I have more consistent luck on a full moon. And I've had some really good nights on a full moon. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest flatheads ever came on a full moon. Um, and several other big ones have. And that's another thing I've noticed, too, is if you're going to get one, lots of times he's big dog hmm. on a full moon. Yeah. Daytime fishing seems to be better on a full moon. I was going to say, I, I caught most of mine early. And then we've had this conversation. You catch all of yours, like, late, late, like almost to dusk time right like or dawn time so. no like the middle of the night yeah and it's funny one of the the people i had in the boat monday night uh logan and jordan who were awesome to fish with they uh they both do quite a bit of flathead fishing and one of their better nights they've had they caught five and uh it was on i think i want to say it was a full moon and they yeah. got they caught five which is a great night yeah but all of them were between 11 and three Hmm. There's no that sundown. That's weird. But yeah. That's that's full moon. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've had a lot of nights where I do decent during the you know early evening up to dark, and then after that moon pops out, they just like they just shut but off. But I'm just talking about at night. Like yeah. it seems like they bite just as good during the day as they do at night during a full moon. But during the full moon, if they're gonna go, it's like eleven midnight, one o'clock really? when you get your fish. But more so on a full moon than a new moon would uh would the moon be on the water at that time or is it hidden it, it changes every day like it, yeah. it, it sets and rises at different times right. based on its position around but most uh, most of the things i've noticed is if i am having a decent night and that full moon touches the water where my lines are they just shut off i i mean i i had that i told what you I've had. that one time this is one time so it's hard to say scientifically this yeah. is how it plays out but i fished in the shadows and got bit and this fish was big and just wrecked me in some timber and then so i was whatever pissed off threw bait back out and got bit again 10 minutes later and just whiffed because <laughs> you were excited or pissed I, off or yeah, what yeah yeah i mean we can insert whatever excuses we want <laughs> But uh, he was 0 for 2 that day at the bat. But uh, that was the second spot I fished of the night. I didn't catch anything at the first go there, fish in the shadows, get bit twice right away, and then the moon creeps up a little higher, and it, that, then it's bright, and yeah. I don't get another bite for the next two hours that I fished there. Is it to say that it was because of the moon, or maybe you had two, your two shots? Yeah, that's all that was going to go, you know, because there's been a lot of nights where it's really dark and you get one bite. Yes. You know, that yeah. stuff happens. So it's, it's hard to say. Yeah, that other night, I we had nothing all day, all night, three forty-five, one bite. That's all. That was it. Yeah, but it was a good one. Yeah, I mean, then early morning, you kind of expect some action, you know, at least something channel cat moving through something. Right. There was nothing. There wasn't even there wasn't a big moon that night. No, either. there wasn't. 
but just some nights just, are like that. It's just the way You it just got to be there when the fish are there. The flathead we caught last night was uh, about 10, 10.30. Mm-hmm. And the moon was up, but it wasn't up high. Right. Yeah, so just coming it through was the full. trees. It was full last night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or, or real close to it. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. But the, the night before, we, like I said, we got one bite. That was it. At the end yeah. of the day, with flatheads, all I know is most of the things I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you think you got them dialed, and you don't. Yeah. I have, I've compared them to morel mushrooms before, because they just sometimes pop out of nowhere. And sometimes you think you know where they should be, and they're not there. Right. So. I, f- I found a morel growing next to a stop sign once. Really? Yep. I uh, parked at a state park and walked for about two and a half hours and didn't find a single one. Came back to the truck, and there was one within three foot of my tire. <laughs> I had walked around the wrong side of the truck, so I didn't see it. Growing out of gravel or gravel. something yes. stupid like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Jimmy, you do any mushroom hunting? or what? Like, other than fishing, what are you doing? Or is that pretty much it? Uh, that's pretty much it. Cheering on the douchey corn huskers? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Born and bred a Husker fan. Sorry. So you got that to, won't change. You got to live through the good times. The absolute yeah. phenomenal times of it, college football. You know, yeah. correct. What, what goes up must go down. Every empire will fall eventually. Right. Yeah. Right. And it fell hard. And it fell hard. <laughs> and it, it was so fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that guy was nine and three last year. Let's get him out of yeah. there, <laughs> so we can bring in someone who's going to go five and seven. Right? Oh well, yeah. And very then, very political. And listening to Scott Frost, and that his name Scott yeah. Frost talk, it's like I don't know if I've heard anyone who's more selfish ever open their mouth because it's all about him. Well, all I don't, have you heard Lane Kiffin talk? That guy's pretty selfish. Who's he coach for? I can't remember. Is it Tennessee? That's right. That's right. No, I don't think I've heard him talk. And now I think he's not at um, – I think Josh Heupel's at Tennessee now. So did is he the one who went to USC? Uh, no, that was the Oklahoma coach. That's who you're talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It seems like they just bounce around whoever's yeah. going to have the most money. And I'm just, yep, that's exactly I'm right. just stuck on thinking about how much my Cubs suck. Yeah, they've had a rough season. They're so only far. 19 games under 500. Yeah. That's yeah. All. I mean, oh, it's go early. Go on. There's time. That's it's, a good it's, month. It's just the All Star yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the year they'll probably win another World Series. No, They'll no, they're they're not going to go on a 19 game winning streak to get to 500. Probably they not. might. They don't have the pitching. They probably went on a 15 game losing streak to get there. <laughs> and it'll continue. <laughs> don't worry. Uh. Well, the good thing is when they win, it's like three to one, and when they lose, it's like ten to two. <laughs> they, they were they were up eight nothing, I think, against the Dodgers the other day. Yeah, I, I believe it's David Bodie or that Higgins dude. I can't remember which one hit a grand slam in the first inning, and then somebody else followed up with a double, like a RBI double. So they're up five nothing in the first, and then another Holy crap. another three run bomb. They're up eight nothing, or eight something. I don't know, but they ended up losing eleven Jeez. to eight. <laughs> That's that brutal. just makes you sick. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to fishing. Would you so, rather yeah. become vote. the most knowledgeable angler in the world that lost their ability to use their hands, or fish every day and never catch anything? Ooh. Hmm. 
once again, another would you rather. I'd go with the first one because you can still teach people. Oh, that's very guide of you. I like that angle a lot. That's good. Could you imagine not being able to use your hands? Oh, that's and people do it and they yeah, do it successfully. Yeah. Right. Watch people brush but, their teeth with their feet and yeah. all that stuff. So But my flexibility is gone. <laughs> so <laughs> I would have more than learning to do. I, I would see have to you get my flexibility cut back. Bait with it, your toes. With my toes? <laughs> I'd just bite it. That'd be a good challenge. <laughs> just <for you>. bite <laughs> it. <laughs> I'd end up cutting my toes off, is yeah. what happened. Well, with just Absolutely. more pieces of bait. <laughs> yeah. Well, Toad Smith, Otis Toad Smith, he used a chunk of his heart and caught a catfish on that. After That's he had, crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a little creepy. Open heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> what a freaking what legend. A, speaking yes. of yeah, weird baits, I mean, is there anything that you would use that's completely out there? That I feel good about? Yeah. Like the best thing I'd feel good about would be shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp. Like, I, if I had a bag of fresh frozen shrimp for you, channel, you're yeah, talking, and you're yeah. like, you need to go catch a catfish. I'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a main bait for a lot of people, and like, oh, for sure. I know my buddy who grew up in Kansas. That was his. That's what he fished with and all you, the time. You catch nice yeah. size ones on it too. Yeah. Right. But the, probably the weirdest one that I feel confident in, and I genuinely would feel confident, would be uh, hot dogs. Yeah. Like I. I mean, they're so greasy and oily. Yeah. People swear by them. Yeah. I caught a lot, of, a lot of cats on hot dogs growing up. I don't use them anymore, really. But if somebody said you can only use hot dogs, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I'll go, go catch a few. Catch a few hot dogs? Well. <laughs> they're quick. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met a hot dog I couldn't catch. <laughs> that did not come out right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it came out exactly how I intended it. That's more, half this podcast. I'm more of a broad, bratwurst broad guy. guy. Yeah. He's a broad guy. I got, I at least he didn't say sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind those either. Oh. <laughs> I I had a guy tip me in brats. Yeah, and they were good. They were. I got There's nothing wrong with that. No, oils. I was pretty happy about it. And they're they're not here anymore. They that's all a, got eight. That's a good a pro as well. As a, a guide, you get kind of some fringe benefits. Oh, there's there's a jerky brother sausage. and sister yeah. that book a trip with me a month. Mike and Trish, they're awesome. And they are also wonderful cooks. Mike brings like he brought ribeyes one time. Oh. He's like, Bring me a grill. I got the rest. I'll bring you a grill anytime you <laughs> Absolutely. want. Absolutely. And then they sent the they send the leftovers home with me. I eat like a king for like two days. <laughs> I can't wait till the next month when they come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, we're going to eat good and we're going to have a fun time. And that's, yeah. that's what we do every time. That's so, awesome. So back to the bait thing. I read an article the we're other day. We're back to the fringe benefits. Oh, like, what fringe el- benefits. What, what else are you talking about? No, just uh, food mainly. Jerky, yeah. A lot of jerky. Yep. Yeah. A lot of summer sausage. Um, you know what my fringe benefit is that you, most people probably don't think about? Hunting permission. Oh, yeah. See, I don't hunt, so I don't. Yeah. That's not a perk that I need. Yeah. Turkey hunting. I love turkey hunting. And then you meet people and you're like, yeah, we're a farmer down here. I'm like, where? <laughs> you got any birds? Let I, me get the map I out. I can get yeah. there in 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a father son that. Uh, so I don't I don't know if I should share this on here. I'll share it on here. So last year, <laughs> if if you decide later, you don't want to. I'll edit it out. No, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> it's just not something 
I, I don't want any pats on the back or anything like that. For, oh, you're not getting them here. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, so last year I did my guide trips down in t- Florida. Yes. And I, the river I picked, I picked because it'd be good for my boat because my boat's a jet and it has a good fish population. And the water wasn't frozen. The water wasn't frozen. <laughs> but then also uh, you didn't have to have your captain's license to run trips so i thought and then there was no information about it online two days before i'm leaving or three days not very many i'm looking at google earth looking for spots and i notice a buoy a navigation buoy i'm like Uh, why would there be a navigation buoy if there was no barge traffic so i look up and there was barge traffic on it 20 years ago but not anymore Still classified as a navigable waterway. Wow. And you've already got debt set, or dates set. I already have dates Clients set. Lined oh, up. wow. So I call them up, and I'm like, I can't charge you. I'm going to yeah. refund your deposit, but I'll still take you fishing. Yep. You know, I'm still going. I think it'd be a great place to film some videos, and if you want to go fishing one day, we can, we can go. So I took, it wasn't a pile of people. It was like four. Yeah. Four different trips. But one of them, uh, Pepper and Pine. Father and son, <laughs> pecan farmers from Georgia, awesome dudes, and they're like, "You need to come up and go hog hunting with us." So yes, this I year, <laughs> I'm thinking, on my way back, I'm gonna set aside a couple days to veer a little off track, yeah, and go shoot a hog and bring him back home when I'm done. Nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. new adventures are always Absolutely. worth the drive. Always. And I've never killed a pig. I like eating pigs. Yeah. So that I'm, and. Uh, you know it's the guys, diff- so you know you're gonna have a, you're gonna be in good oh, hands. Yeah. Gonna oh yeah, take I'm, care of you. In. It's I'm gonna a different go. taste though. I'm not. Are you sure you're gonna like that wild boar, wild pig? I've never had it. I've, I've never, never had, had it. Yeah, but I won't know if I don't try it. More of a well, gamey. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very gamey. That's fine. We'll figure it out. I mean, deer. But you kinda, like weird shit like that, so I I don't hate it. Like I'm a, I love ribeyes. That's not gamey. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> enough cayenne or something you'd cover up a lot. Yeah, are you you can make anything into like sausage well, back to the sausage yeah and i Add like sausage cover it yeah i'm that's, not ashamed to say it that's jimmy i know you've said it quite a bit i like it by the foot <laughs> so i'm i'm thinking you know the worst case scenario is still gonna be good absolutely i'm, I'm gonna have a good time i'm gonna yeah. shoot a hog yeah. we're gonna hang out and drink some beers when it's over george is beautiful yeah yeah absolutely and when it's all said and done i'm gonna have some food to bring home and i'm gonna make it edible somehow <laughs> you gotta what, learn though did they say pecan or pecan i can't remember they did say it one way and i can't remember which way and we had a discussion them. i've never been too worried about it. <laughs> if you don't like me you don't like me you know and sweet tea do you drink sweet tea nope oh man they did they had a big jug of oh, sweet yeah. tea yeah you can't go anywhere in the south without sweet tea yeah but you don't have to drink it well, you just got to carry it in case somebody else wants it. You know, what was, <laughs> you know what was really heartwarming when I was driving through Alabama? Went to this gas station, and this dude walks up to me. He's old boy, like 60, 70. Sorry if anyone who's 60, 70 listened to this. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to put my foot in my mouth. I'm I'll not, be there shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Back off. But, close. Anyway, anyway, he's he walks up to me with a 12-pack of Bush Light in his hand and goes, Is that your boat out there? I said, Yep. He goes, I really like your boat. And then we talked about fishing for 
15 minutes yeah. in this random Alabama gas station. And then uh, I walk up to the counter and then I have another 10 minute conversation with the cashier. It's just like, this is the friendliest <laughs> town I've ever been in. And it's, but it's nice to see that people down there still drink bush light. Absolutely. You know, it's like yeah. there's a big gap between Iowa and Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get to that point where people are still drinking bush lights. Yeah, there's nothing worse than going into a bar and they're too feng shui for bush light. You know, I can think of things that are worse than that, but it's not good. It's not I good. I can tell you one, yeah. walking into any gas station in the south and they have boiled peanuts. What's so bad about that? <laughs> have you tried it? Oh, yeah, and it's nasty. <laughs> I haven't tried it. Absolutely them. nasty. What's so like? Boiled peanuts. Probably like, the lack of salt. Do you salt? eat them as is, or are they addition to something else? No, you you put them in a styrofoam cup, and mm-hmm. we were down in South Carolina fishing the National Catfish Tournament yep. in 2002, and we went into this gas station, fill up the boat, and fill they're, up the truck. They're everywhere in Florida. Every gas station in Florida had the boiled peanuts. And you can oh. smell it. Like it, It's just a... To a northerner, it's a horrid smell. I mean, just horrid. <laughs> See, my I'm fortunate. My nose is all messed up, and my sense of smell isn't very oh, good. Oh man! It's like I was put on this planet to apparently be around boiled peanuts and not have and, an issue with it. And teach junior high, like, so, like the this, the bo was never an issue. That is know? true. Yeah. So my buddy that we went down there to fish that tournament with, he uh, was stationed in Florida in mm-hmm. the Air Force. And so he was probably in the so panhandle. So he was used to it, right? Yeah. So was he at like Tin? Do you know what Air Force Base he was I at? I don't have a clue. Because there's Tyndall, and I can't remember what the other one is. There's at least a couple. Yeah. Because I drive right by the signs whenever mm. I was driving. They're on the coast. One's right. by Panama City. Just it's just nostalgic to think back to those. <laughs> I I, right. I appreciate those memories. So we walk into this gas station. And along the counter is like 15 crock pots. Oh, yeah. And they're, it, it's every flavor that you can think of. Barbecue, I don't know how many, just... Of boiled peanuts. Of boiled peanuts. Really? Right? And so the people in the South, they, they love them. They grew up that way, and yeah. it's normal to them, right? Well, yeah. First time ever. So maybe in. they're like, you know what the worst thing ever is? Going to a gas station that has no boiled peanuts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we go, we go in there and we're paying for everything. Well, we walk up to the counter and there's nobody behind the counter. And we're like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Finally, this lady comes out of the back. Just they are not in any sort of hurry at all. Yeah. Just take their own time, whatever. So She's we getting pay. the next batch of peanuts. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing back there, but... <laughs> So she's working. We've Get got her hats and I'm walking out the door and I, you know, try put the first one in and I just couldn't do it. And I just, I'm right outside the, the entrance to the store yeah. and I just spit it out in the parking lot <laughs> and I turned to my butt and I said, that'll be the last time, the only time <laughs> I ever have boiled nuts in my mouth. And there was a lady sitting Re- on the park. Regular bench. nuts are fine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, bull nuts, you know, that kind of stuff. Rocky uh, Mountain oysters, you know, weird. I mean, you're the one who was getting weird about sausages. Oh, now you're talking man. about nuts in your mouth. So, <laughs> And she she was sitting on the, the bench there, and she just busted up laughing. I and bet. It, oh, it was hor- just horrible. Horrible. Maybe it's just the wrong flavor. You know what? Maybe. I'll give you props. I didn't try another one. Hey, I'm giving you props, so you tried it. I yeah. tried you know, it. Like, there's uh, lots of people who are like, that's gross, but they've never tried it, so oh, they don't know. Yeah. It like, was horrendous. Like Rocky Mountain oysters. People are like, gross. 
bull nuts. Not yeah, bad. They're fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried them. But never? Everybody I've talked to. Sheep like nuts? Them. Yeah, I haven't tried they don't, them. Have you ever been to a wild game feed? Yeah, but I've never had them. Were at they, the, were at they, the wild game feed, there's just a buffet of crap. Right, right. I just went nutless. <laughs> so, so it's like your whole life yeah, continues at just, the wild yeah, game feed. Yeah, we're just nutless. <laughs> Well, you got me thinking about South Carolina. Is that the furthest you've ever traveled to fish? That is, yes. Lake Marion, Lake Moultrie. Oh, that's where you were fishing. Uh, yeah, Santee Cooper. Is it as sweet as they say it's it is? It's fabulous. It, well, back then it was great. Right. Lots of big fish. Um, now, not so much. Now they you know, they put regulations on it and mm-hmm. trying to get the populations back up. But So it's crazy. We were down there for the... So people basically destroyed it. Yeah, pretty much. That's what people are good at. That's yeah. true. So it's Pick a 30, great. 36 hour tournament. Wow. Oh, wow. And we came off the water one time to get dinner. The rest of the time we were in the boat. Uh-huh. Three wow. three guys. Right. I, That's what, a lot of teepee. What yeah. boat? <laughs> I had my 17 foot Targa tracker. 90 which, horse which, motor on it. Which is a sizable boat, but yeah. for three guys for 36 yeah. hours, that thing just gets a little smaller every minute. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the worst part was. Uh, we were fishing three to four foot waves. Uh, well, it's, isn't it like amazingly wide? Yeah. Like, so you have Lake many, Marion it's, and it's, Lake it's Moultrie. It's miles wide. Like, and you have a canal that connects the two. What is it? The diversion canal? Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. And the plant, the water power plant or whatever is on the south end okay. of the lake. And it's big and... You kind of have to know where you're going. You have to read the maps because shallow flats come up really fast. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere. And in 36 hours, you can find several of those. (laughs) Absolutely. So, And and lack of sleep makes it hard to read the maps quite as well. Yeah. 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 And at that point, we weren't really, you know, diversed in, you know, we had the hummingbird, but we didn't have, you know, lake maps and that kind of stuff. So. Or half the knowledge you do yeah. now. Right. Navionics yeah. or anything like that. And we used zero, zero cut bait. We took our own beef blood, you know, that we made back mm-hmm. in Iowa. And yeah. That used to be a thing. It was a huge thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you do very worth the shit on it? Yeah. Really? Very well. <laughs> How'd you do in the tournament? Uh, 13th out of 75 teams. Man, on the marathon tournament. On the too. marathon. So the worst part about that whole tournament, there was two things. Other than the shitting off the boat. Right. So they <laughs> they hook onto the boat and they drive it down, and they're down two or three days ahead of time, Doing pre-fishing, pre-fishing, right? Yeah. yeah. Catching fish all over the lake, both sides. So I fly down, get there, start fishing. You're I like cu- the celebrity guest then. Kind of. <laughs> High class. Not a good one, though. No. You I just c- got your nickname. <laughs> Jimmy High Class. (laughs) (laughs) I caught one fish. (laughs) One fish in the 36-hour tournament, and it was a channel cat. Of course you did. Yeah. Not one channel cat was caught by those two guys pre-fishing. Or anybody else in the whole tournament. (laughs) One channel cat. I get finally get hooked up on a big blue Uh and lost it at the side of the boat. Oh. Oh. I I get that feeling, man. Yeah. Like, I've had... I've had some 36-hour stints that sound very similar to that. Yeah. Ryan, what's the furthest you've ever traveled to fish? Erie? Oh, Texas, a couple times. Well, that, so that's... Is that's that about fir- the same as Erie. Okay. Yeah, about 12 hours. Yeah. In one... So it's 18 to South Carolina, but... Oh, every bit of it. Yeah. If yeah. you don't stop to take a piss. Well, I flew, so... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's one thing. Um, I'm looking forward to living a little closer to the airport. Yeah. So I'm going to hop on a few short flights if I can find For somebody. For sure. Well, yeah, you got buddies that have boats. And, the, you know. the, the thing is, it's like buddies that can can they put together the amount of time to fish to make it worth me flying down yes yes you gotta work on their schedule exactly yeah which i'm flexible enough where i'm busy but flexible that's how i yeah. describe what i do right. like i always have something i should be doing always yes well, i but think I we can also <laughs> yeah but we could but i can move things around not everybody has that right you know like yeah. you have rigid work hours and i don't well you have rigid video schedules and stuff like that. But I can edit on a plane. Yeah. I can edit anywhere, anytime. Well, I can do electrical work on a plane. I just prefer not to do it in the air. (laughs) I don't want to be on the plane (laughs) you have to do electrical work on. Everybody knows the furthest I've traveled to. Well, it's about to be longer. Spain's going to be further than, than... so what trips first? Your second trip to the Amazon or Spain? Spain is in September. Guyana's in November. Nice. And then I got a few handful of ones in between there and after there that I'm kind of excited about. But the trick is deciding which ones I want to do. Yeah. Is it weird that I'm as excited or more excited about going back to Florida than I am to, about going to Spain? You had a good winter. Ooh. You caught a lot of big fish. It was so much fun down there. Yeah. Yeah, your videos were amazing from down there. It was cool. Well, and I had the time to really try to... Wait, you have videos? Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> sometimes every Monday and Thursday. Oh. <laughs> for, oh. for, for about three or four years now. Yeah. Which is crazy that it's been that long. Which which we talked about when we were eating pizza before this, but your last video, you had the 44-pound flathead. And I fished upstream from that like four days later, and I swear it's the same fish. It could very well I, be. I didn't think it was by the pictures that we shared. Yeah. But once I watched your video, I'm like, that's her. Yeah. It is crazy how many yeah. times, though, we catch the same fish. Yeah. It's hard for me to tell. Like, in when I catch a fish, I'm in a whirlwind of... Let's video it and get it in the water. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not analyzing any details about the fish. Unless there's very obvious Yeah, like yeah, markings and stuff. I yeah, mean like, when you go back through the pictures, at least when I go back through my pictures and I'm looking, I'm like, Oh, that looks familiar. Yep, same fish. See, I never really? I don't ever go back through really? pictures or, or videos or yeah. anything like that. Well, you're always looking ahead too. You got two videos a week that you got to get. Yeah, out. yeah. And by the time the I'm time. done editing them, I'm by the like, time you're eighty, you'll be able to go back. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this, sonny boy. He, he won't remember it then. <laughs> yeah. But I have videos to remind That's me. That's right. Yeah. I don't have to remember. It's like uh, his life Harry biography Pot- is just getting built day by day. It's like Harry Potter, where the you lost Dumb- me. Dumbledore had the, the pensive where he took his thoughts out and He's put them into Greek right now. I don't know. What- <laughs> Yeah. Somebody listening to this you will understand that? what yeah. I'm talking about. Dude, it was around when I was growing up. He's like 12. No I grew kidding. up How old are you? 33. Holy moly. <laughs> I'm not 12. <laughs> well, you yeah, act 12. That's true. <laughs> I, just, I just look old, apparently. Huh. You look older than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. They'll just hear the off part. Yeah. <laughs> It'll play out in everyone's head. Yeah. 
Does it ever feel so, like a chore when when you're you know guiding or whatever? Does I mean, do you ever just feel like I can't do this anymore? Or I don't want to do this anymore? Or you just not yet? Yeah. yeah. I hope never to, but I'm. I can see how people like guides can become jaded and they get burnt out and get burnt out. So I'm like trying to toe this line of not running so many trips. I'm going to get burnt out, but running enough trips to maintain a clientele base. Yeah. Right. And that's where you come in too. It's yes. like being able to expand, take some over overload. Yep. And take, take the extra trips and be able to maintain that business and keeping yeah. people happy. So I don't, I, I'd say it's a balance, but the balance is different for everyone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And my balance this year versus hopefully what my balance is next year will be completely different. You're going to want to run you know? as many trips as you can. Yes. Because that's the, the, we were talking yes. about that, the, the Iowa fishing guide thing. When it, you can make some money, yeah. like a surprising amount of money, yeah. but you can only run trips for five or six months. Yes. Unless you're doing hard water. Yeah. Unless you want to run. I, that's, I'm doing hard water, but. Which, yeah, I, 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 I hope probably you got do a machine. Too. Hmm? You got a machine to pull everything. Oh yeah, 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 Because yeah. like guiding open water is fun. It really is. Yeah. Um, but guiding hard water would be work. See, I think it's easier. Like, it's easier on uh, hard water. If, if the winds. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a side by side. Okay. Right. So all of your equipment is in a sled, or it's in the back of the side by side, and you you know your locations that you're going to fish that day. Right. Yeah. So depending on what the customer wants, if he says, I, I just want to catch crappie. Okay. That's fairly easy. Yeah. I know you every single tree pile in the yep. lake and we're going to hit every single one of them until we, we find, find the crappie. Yeah. yeah. Now with the benefit of live scope, now it's become a whole lot easier. We're going to drill two holes. I can and drill a hole go. and I can yeah. go 150 <laughs> feet. Oh, there's a school right there. Yeah. Hey, and Walk over there and drill a hole right there. Yeah. You, Boom. You don't even have to pull on the power or the gas auger. Now you nope. just hit a button. Yeah. yeah. Now we use electric augers and we can drill a hundred holes if we have to. And yeah. It's do you have an enclosed trailer to keep everything in? So nope. You nope. So how do you haul all your stuff? Just in a sled and the back of the. No, no I mean two to and the front. No, no, no. I just, oh, yeah. I you guide don't. it. You guide. At you your come home. out of your garage <laughs> and, and <laughs> drive, garage. drive through your neighbor's yard out onto the ice. I forget. He's about got that. an easement. He gets. Yeah. He gets yeah. five bucks have, for every track I leave. I have lake access. <laughs> I just you know, but that's one of the benefits of living where I live. So, so my yes. imagination, if I'm running ice fishing trips, I'm gonna have to load everything every day before the trip, haul everything out, set everything up. Yeah. And then break it all down, load it back up, get home, and have to dump it once I get home. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to yeah. do that. That's well, I my, don't. That's why I'm going to Florida. Right. <laughs> my advantage is I'll still have a 50-hour-a-week job, so my guide for ice fishing will be every other week. Yeah. Every other weekend. Yeah. I will spend a Friday, Saturday out on the lake. Yeah. Hopefully take two trips every other weekend, have fun, and then have – pretty much two weeks to regroup get everything set mm -hmm. and then go back out yeah if i was doing that on public water i'm not sure i would do that very often yeah honestly yeah yeah but private water it makes it so much easier and you can set your hut up and not take it down for two weeks or three weeks well and that's which true. you can do that on yeah. public that, water that's but a selling point too for your absolutely. guide service it's like yeah. 
you get to have access to this body of water that nobody else does. Yes. Right. And it's a good body of water. Well, yep. I mean, if you want to say that body of water name, go for it because nobody can get on it anyway. Not but, unless you own property. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's, yeah. Well, the, the picture you just painted does sound, it, at the very minimum, just as simple and straightforward as open water. Right. Do you have your boat docked? Uh-huh. Yep. So you I've got a lift, covered lift. and <laughs> So when I get customers that come out... We so, put them in but, the side by side and drive them down the to the boat. But that lift makes it extra I, shitty I, when you have to go to a different lake. Uh, it does. Yeah. Then yeah. you got to trail your boat to haul it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. But I mean, how dedicated do you want to be? You know, yeah. I mean, if, dude, it's so minor, but it's just yeah. like one little thing. It, it's just proof you can't have everything. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you exclusively fish there. Right. Yeah. In cod. Giant flatheads trolling crankbaits. Well, we do that, <laughs> yeah, on a pretty regular basis. So. Allegedly, <laughs> I'd heard that. No, what were you saying a little bit ago? Guiding every other weekend. I yeah, know. that's, and that's if I will run some trips this winter just to kind of keep a base going and build a base because mm-hmm. that's going to be the next year until spring is just kind of building the business, not only the guide business but also my animal control business it sounds like it's building itself it's it will. going pretty well yeah. dude i didn't even know yeah. there was a facebook page and it popped up on the re- recommended yeah. for me thing i'm like ryan yeah there's like 500 some followers yeah. already and, well now spencer follows and, it too and i get uh, i don't know why i said in the third person it just felt <laughs> right yeah i've been going for two weeks now and i've probably had eight jobs yeah so i ain't bad how many squirrels one Oh, one squirrel. So and what's it, the bulk of your business? It then? was at a vet clinic. The well, squirrel was. Well, if it was yeah. anything else, they would have <laughs> taken care of it. Yeah. Right. It was up in their uh, suspended ceiling. You could hear it running around. Really? <laughs> so I set some traps and caught it the next morning. So it was pretty good. Quick, efficient. Yeah. Are you barbecuing these? or? Uh, no. I, no? <laughs> I'm uh, licensed through the state of Iowa, and you have to uh, bury, render, or get disposed of within 24 oh, hours that's good so to know. you can't yeah so what's the bulk of your business then uh so far um i had a couple beaver jobs for farmers i've got some beavers out you got some beaver jobs yeah huh. it's not bad work not sausage bad work. nuts beavers. um i've got it's some pretty wet though isn't it yeah it's gotta be <laughs> only if you're good yeah <laughs> i do a lot of snares so it's dry land <laughs> I'm, catch them quick my mind replay, catch them quick moving on my mind replace <laughs> snares with snatches <laughs> snatch them up <laughs> but i got some river otter jobs that hopefully i uh that's the same thing get isn't dialed it? in Snare and a snatch yeah synonymous in my yeah. mind yeah it'll both take you downhill quick <laughs> yep <laughs> but no i got a got river. a badger the other day because uh last december we had that tornado come through iowa and it messed up this yep. house. The derecho? Bad. No, no, it was a oh, tornado. tornado in yeah. December. You remember that one? It was like December fifteenth. It was something. weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, December tornadoes. But anyway, it hurt. screwed up this house so bad that it's literally down to the studs. Like everything had to be stripped no to start shit. over. Yeah. So they haven't lived there since December. So the ground squirrels moved in. Oh wow. So they have. I've caught, I think, eleven ground squirrels in the last three days. Are those the out same of as the four traps? Yeah, kind of. They're just smaller. So you've been taking out the squinnies? Yes, because oh. the badgers. Who wants to get rid of the squinnies? They're because so the badgers come in and they dig holes every five feet in this lady's yard trying to catch the squinnies. Oh. Ooh. 
So if you want to get rid of the predators, you got to get rid of the prey. So she can take her horses back out to the pasture without them breaking their legs. How do you get rid of those? The squinnies? Just rat traps. Oh, okay. I, I built some uh, boxes. They go around a rat trap, and they stick their head in, and they're nice. done. Yeah. I never yeah, once constipated. Or constipated. Constant. <laughs> <laughs> those are gerbils. You're thinking <laughs> of gerbils. <laughs> Anything will work in a pinch, I'm sure. <laughs> Contemplated yes. how to trap a squiddy. No. Well, they're pretty, I mean, their dens are pretty obvious, so they're pretty easy to get. But the, the idea that anyone would want them gone. Well, they're, well, they're destructive, though. I mean, yeah. they, they, they're a burrowing they're, animal. They're so not they, like a mole. Mm, kind of. Yeah, in kinda. the large numbers. Yeah. In the large numbers, they're everything's all over not the lake. good. Yeah, they're I bet they are. Big time. Yeah. And like I said, if you got a large amount of prey, that's going to attract predators, and predators are going to be an issue. So, oh, back like, to bait. Before I forget, okay, I gotta ask. You, you want this. some squinnies? <laughs> yeah. uh, Allegedly, baby rabbits are good bait. I've heard that. I just I could never do that. I don't know. We could go down the but shark cow tongue. Bait do you rabbit. have access to cow tongue? Beef o- tongue? Only the ones that I I'm sure on could. the tacos yeah. that I eat. <laughs> You never had cow tongue tacos? Uh, yeah, they're wonderful. I don't know if I call it wonderful. Isn't that like a it's pasty? Edible. Like when you chew it, it no. turns in like a paste. Not that's the only cow tongue I've ever right. had. I don't know. Yeah, the cow tongue tacos I had were wonderful. But mm. other than that, I've never. Is never it scientific, seen. or you've had it once and it was good? I might have been drunk too, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not very scientific. So apparently, it's a good alternative bait for walleye. Really? Really? Is it just the action it makes? Like well, you cut you can, strips? You cut the strips and yeah. you basically create like a nightcrawler type bait. So you could use cow tongue? it's extremely tough. Oh, so it's not going to come and off. And it doesn't easy. come off so the perch can't rip it off. The bluegill can't rip it off. Have you used it? I haven't. I'm trying to locate a tongue. I mean, you, I've... Uh, what there's a so, mask. Let's there. put your address out there, and you'll get a <laughs> suitcase full of cow tugs. Let's let's not do that. Well, I've seen it at like Mexican restaurants. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, you suppose I'll, they'd sell me a raw tongue though? Yeah, because people oh, buy I'm them sure. to cook them. Yeah, I'm so sure. You like your, it's your, a new grocery store bait, basically. And I'm sure you, if you go to a locker, they'd sell you one because I'm. Oh, yeah, I'm They're, sure. Locker they, or... They process a lot of beef, and I'm sure not everybody keeps the tongue. There's La, La Tapatia, that one down in Des Moines. I've seen them for sale there. Hmm. It's like a grocery store? Yeah, it's yeah. a grocery store. I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah. The other thing is... You're uh, a 10-pound walleye. But the locker would be nice and fresh. A heart, There's yeah. guys that go to Canada will only fish. They take their deer hearts from you know hunting season, and that's all they use for their walleye up there. What? How do, how do they rig it? I have no idea. Probably on I'm like assuming a, on a crawler harness yeah. or something, maybe. And just cut know. strips out of that, yeah, I suppose. Cut chunks out of it. And huh. That'd be kind of rewarding. That's interesting that we're talking about like weird baits for walleyes. Because when yeah. people talk about weird baits, it's always <laughs> Use the channel cat, yeah. yeah. I've never used heart. I've used plenty of beef liver growing up, yeah. chicken right. livers, yeah. stuff like that. But the idea of using it for walleyes never occurred to me. I, I caught a large mouth on a beef liver once. I tried using gizzards a couple times, and I didn't have any luck. Should've, I don't know if they just weren't bloody enough or yeah. what. She just ate them. I, yeah, because yeah, I figured my theory was they're tough enough that they're not going to be like a liver and come off easy, but 
I couldn't get anything to strike. Well, that's a problem if you want to, you know, catch fish and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So my biggest crappie, 14 and a half inches, mm-hmm. came off of uh, a crappie chunk drifting for catfish. Really? Yeah, really? In Missouri. My biggest walleye. That's interesting. Here in Iowa was 29 and a half inches. She's hit a dead. bluegill head drifting for catfish. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, I don't think. I could feel like I could personally count that as like my biggest walleye. It hit the bait and I reeled it in and I netted it. So I'm counting it. I understand. <laughs> That's, that. right. That's right. But I put so much weight for good or bad. I put so much weight on, I want to catch the fish I'm fishing for. Yeah. And any, well, yeah, any bycatch just doesn't feel the same. I'm it more loses of a, some of its luster for sure. Yeah. I'm more of a Creek chub on a bobber type of guy. And let's just see what's in there. <laughs> Well, that's a good way to find out. <laughs> I can't think of too many fish that won't eat no. that. Walleye love creek especially, chubs. Especially certain times of year. The that's the go-to setup. Well, wasn't it yeah. me and you? You caught that like eight-inch green sunfish on a six-inch creek <laughs> chub? Yes. That was an epic night. Oh, that was when I got that big muskie. You got two muskies within five minutes. And then we, we caught had, a rack of walleyes. Too. Rack of walleyes. Yeah. I caught a silver northern. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was an epic night, and that was all on a two-hour trip. Yeah, oh. rack of walleyes, a forty-two and a forty-nine and a half inch muskie, silver pike, and caught a big green sunfish on a creek chub. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Never mean, been replicated. No, since. not even close. No, that's, <laughs> that's what draws me to the sport of fishing, though. Is you just never know yeah well you just what's coming out of it summed it up like you're talking about your weird ass baits that you're catching stuff on right oh and back to the crappies talking about using gizzards and you should have ate them i love using giant ass crappies for bait when i can get them because if nothing eats them well you can reel them in and then you can eat them (laughs) (laughs) as long as you don't have them in better bait i'm not sure i'd eat them after that (laughs) i need to figure out what's in that to decide if it's really an issue or not Crappie ribs are very good for channel cat, too. Dude, if you want to catch a big channel, it's tough to beat a crappie head. Yeah. Yeah, just... Well, you caught that big blue, that 60 on that crappie yeah. head. Yeah. Catfish. About catfish. Foot of water. <laughs> they love crappies. Yeah, absolutely. But who doesn't? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, they're delicious. And they're everywhere. And there's lots of them. Yeah. yeah. It depends on where you live, though. Like, around where I'm at, there's not a pile of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could drive 15 minutes yeah. and, and catch a few. But Oh, 15 minutes, really? <laughs> yeah. Complaining about 15 minutes? <laughs> Says the guy who drives through somebody's yard to go fishing. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so I only have to feel my side-by-side up yeah. once a month. Yeah. 15 minutes, he's been fishing for 13. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 14 if I really push yeah. down hard on the button to lower the boat into the water. <laughs> that That is a cool deal. And That's I've, awesome. Yeah. I've thought about that. Like um, Ella found this sweet house in Tennessee. Well, I was talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. It's 100 yards from a dock or from the shore, and then there's dock rights, so you could uh, build a dock on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it looked like the sweetest place in the world on uh, the Tennessee River. Which but, you can't really yeah. get any better than that. It wasn't far <laughs> from where we were fishing at either. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I getting at? It's hard to tell. Oh, yeah. The, having a dock with your boat on it, I would just, I want to go try different things. Which you would. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I would. No, but it's going to, it'll the... force you to get another boat. 
Oh. You'll have two boats. <laughs> You're probably right. But if you're but on the Tennessee right. River, it's going to be hard-pressed to be like, I'm going to pull off this and find a better spot. A different stretch. Yeah, well, yeah. Because like certain sections you got are really good for stripers. Right. Certain yeah. sections aren't. Some are better for catfish. Some are better for flatheads. Some are better for blues. You know, like right. It's just a, different lakes, different stretches are better for different things. And, yeah. And like, I I want to catch all of those things. Well, you have your riverboat, and then you have a big ass pontoon that you go I'll to the other never, place. Oh, I don't. I will <laughs> never own a pontoon. And then you just stay. Oh, on don't it. say that. <laughs> Why? I mean, you're getting older. <laughs> Think you, how much easier you, the grilling would be. You on guys a are old as shit. And you don't have pontoons. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pontoon when I bought my house. Yeah, and you sold it. I you sold learned. It. I'm ahead of the curve. I can't help it. You're not as smart as me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the deep V's. They're yeah. 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 I would agree with you there. Like pontoons have their place. They have their purpose. There's some pain in the ass parts of it that I don't want to deal with. But most of the people that have pontoons and fish off them are families. So it's a yeah. multi-purpose yeah. boat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they can go out tubing. They can go out cruising. Take the kids out fishing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and then that's what they got for a boat. So they use it for fishing as well. Sure. I mean, back when I was growing up, you know, twenty some years ago, thirty mm-hmm. some years ago, <laughs> pontoon. I mean, if you had a hundred horse on a pontoon boat, you were doing pretty good. Now you can put three hundreds on them. Yeah, and you can put doubles. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm sure you can. I've never seen it. Yeah. Have Lake you of the seen Ozarks. one in person? Lake of the Ozarks. Dude, that's a different world. They're running They're running <laughs> twin 350s on the back of that that's thing. That's not Holy even... Holy crap. Yeah. Pulling wheelies. It's insane. Have you, have you ever been to Lake of the Ozarks during the summer? No. It's crazy. Don't go. No. Dude, it's nuts. No, I, we went in the wintertime and it was perfect. I was down there in March. 4th of July weekend oh. and we were riding around in a friend's uncle's... <laughs> <laughs> brothers cousins and he saw a flathead the size of a Volkswagen <laughs> every time every time he had a 38 foot fiberglass boat and he Holy told me it weighed 12,000 pounds and we were and you st- couldn't call him a liar because that's a huge ass boat right <laughs> and the waves were big enough we were getting like beat up yeah a little bit not yeah. terrible but it like wasn't the wake off other boats or it, actual water waves? Both. Both. Oh. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it wasn't like you're just sliding right through them either. It used to be a 20-foot boat was big. Then it went to 30. Mm-hmm. Then it went to 40. And now you need a 50-foot boat to just feel comfortable and yeah. safe. Yep. Wow. Like it's Well, I felt safe in that one. Yeah. But, I mean, everything's getting bigger and stronger and yeah. faster. And Well, dude, the lake's 100 miles long. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you break that down? I'm starting thirds. Yeah. You got your upper, your middle, your lower. And then I probably would just start experimenting from there. Yeah. Like I would assume. And live scope would help. Oh, absolutely. Lot. Well, it yeah. helps, but it slows. It changes the way you fish. It slows sure. you down. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Which on a big body of water, it just depends how much time you got, too. Right. Like, if you got a lifetime, sure, break it down slow. Yeah. If you got a weekend, it's like, okay, we're side scanning. Well, yeah, we're running and gunning. Yeah. That, and you're going to have waypoints in mind before you get there. I, I would you know hope so. Yeah. Navionics is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what the cool thing is? You don't even need the, to purchase the app to use it on your PC. Right. You can't save waypoints, but you yeah. can look over shit and yeah. mark them on something else if you want to be... You know, if you don't want to spend the $10 that it costs. 
It's hard to ice. Well, before live scope, it's hard to ice fish without Navionics. Dude, ignorance is bliss. And in uncharted waters that you haven't been, Navionics right. gets you up to up to speed so mm-hmm. quick. And it's not a hundred percent accurate. It's not. But it's but like ninety nine point eight. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you might be off the hump blind, a little bit, but sure. yo, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the flasher comes in, or a live scope. Yeah. Yeah. Which. But, Anybody need a flasher? I got, I got one for I sale. I got two. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, my I've flasher got a, doesn't come out anymore. I've got a 20 and an 8 if anybody wants in the market for them. <laughs> and I'll sell you a Markham 5 or whatever 5 yeah. is. It's a nice one. Yeah, it's it's not a bad unit, but now there's live scope. So. <laughs> and I don't really ice fish. And there's a brand new live scope that just got launched yesterday or today. There'll be a new one every year. The forever. XR. Every couple years. Which, well, it's Ella. Somebody just walked past your window. I'm like, what? <laughs> Got some cronies out there or just what? Ella Maybe. and Woody. Groupies? <laughs> she might be, uh, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> she's definitely not a fan, though. No. <laughs> oh. she's, whatever the opposite of a groupie is, that's what Ella is. Tolerant. She is tolerant. <laughs> that's, <laughs> just, that's nailed it, bud. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got a trip tomorrow. Me and you are going out. Yes, we do. We're going to make a long run from the yes. boat ramp. You could you could see our setup spot from the ramp, and there's a lot of good water between the ramp and there. There so is. That sounded yeah. like uh, sarcasm there. Pure sarcasm. Yeah. Pure sarcasm. Yeah. We're going to be fishing 150 yards from the ramp via boat or via boat. Yes. And it's it's a because good the river's so low. Oh, navigation yeah. is a major issue right now i see and when the river's low it makes that spot even better because there's a nice along one end there's a nice trough and then it kind of funnels right up to a sandbar mm-hmm. and it's rock so yes so let me ask you this Dude, you, the river's rising though that's good for me yeah we might <laughs> we might be able to get around a little bit yeah you you had me wondering no then i had to check and yeah so you're saying do you scan those areas that you're going to fish that night prior to or you just you already know kind of where you're gonna set up and it depends on what type of trip we're on well one the river spots change a lot like those sand bottom areas it's it's really interesting like a prime example i had a good trip fishing the sandbar drop off where it went from three feet to nine feet really abruptly and they were running the edge of that drop off just like they should be yeah and then I came back, and I'll rest certain sections of river, and then return to them later, um, hopefully with less having had less pressure on them. And uh, I came back a week later, and that drop off that went from three to nine feet quickly, then went from now goes from four to seven. Oh, gradually. Yeah. And it wasn't nearly as good. That was when me, you, Wes, and Will. Yeah. Were out. but above stream. But that's rock. Yeah. That, that's what makes some of those rock spots good. They don't yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty constant. Right. So, yeah, generally, if we have time, time's another issue. It's right. like if you get there right before dark, you only got so much time. But if you get there an hour before dark, sure. You scoop the loop and check it out and then decide where your spot on the spot is that night. But we only have enough time to get there right before dark. It's mainly a beer drinking mission anyway. That's and if we catch a fish, true. we catch fish. Because yeah. that's one of those trips where we're just run ragged and we're like, we just need to get out. 
But some of those trips can be turn out to be the best trip. Well, that's why yeah. you go. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, well, and you just enjoy hanging out. And yeah. Drinking like beer. my buddies will text me at, you know, 10 o'clock or 1030 and say, hey, let's go pull some baits for an hour. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't hurt a damn thing. Yeah. yeah. And then. Now you can catch them on the couch. Yeah. And we end up catching, you know, a big flathead or mm-hmm. three or four or five channels and just. Yeah. That you would have never have caught never really yeah. spontaneous yeah. trips like that are just awesome. And then you yeah. have this trip that's meticulously planned and all the details calculated. <laughs> yeah. and it's just freaking garbage. And then garbage. the cold front comes yeah. through. Or even yeah. if it doesn't. Yeah. And it's right. like, why are they not biting? And there's no explanation. I think that's the worst. Like, you don't have a finger to point at Mother Nature. It's yeah. It's like, what's What what's am I doing on? wrong? Right. Because right. <laughs> everything else is doing right. Yep. <laughs> So I don't know. When you think you got them figured out, you don't. Yeah. That goes for flyheads, channels, walleyes, and that keeps it interesting and fun and kind of drives you. Yeah. You know. I do think the channels are easier to pattern though. So maybe it's because I don't really target you know flatheads on a regular basis. So the interesting thing about flatheads versus pretty much every other species except maybe muskies is. They're such a low population density fish that so channels you have general trends. Right. And maybe population density doesn't have a damn thing to do with it. With channels you have general trends and you can pattern fish based off those general trends. Where flatheads, they have general trends too, but just because you know they're there doesn't mean they're gonna bite. For sure. So at the end of the day you're looking for the right not just fish, but the right fish. The dumb and, or hungry. And you, right. you could, I prefer the dumb. You could say that applies to other fish, too, but I just feel like it's extrapolated more so with flatheads than than other fish species. Yeah, and I it goes back that. to population probably, density. Probably, probably. You know? I mean, we've been, we've been on the river uh, with LiveScope behind a, a wing dam mm-hmm. and see them swimming right literally underneath your boat, eight feet of water, and they'll come up and nose that bait. Flatheads, flatheads, and turn around, and swim away, and yeah. give zero shits. They, yeah. yeah, they just. And that's got to be one of the worst things about oh, lives. It's brutal. <laughs> you said they're just brutal. ready. Well, you ever and went? They go, ever fished place where the water's so clear you can see them? Yeah. No, never. Up in uh, Spirit. Yep. Early. Yep. yep. Ice fishing up in Spirit is what, or not on Spirit, but Boji. Yeah. Ice fishing. I think it's west. This is the deep one. I think so. Not that it really matters. It's clear as shit. And you can yeah. see 20 feet down and you see these walleyes come in and you do everything you could possibly do. <laughs> wow. You you put all your tricks out there and right. they yeah. don't care. It's like, <laughs> suck it, walleyes. <laughs> even, even crappie fishing with live scope, I mean, it definitely slows you down. Um, but just jigging them with either a plastic or a minnow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of learn their characteristics. Oh, you learn so much more on live scope. Like I catfished through the ice with live scope last winter. Yeah. And there was one, the one that's, I mean, I learned a lot from each individual fish that came in, but everyone came in with a different attitude. Right. Going back to the flathead thing. Um, but one came in and I would have never known he was there with a, without a flasher and maybe would have hit either way. Who knows? But he came in creeping on the bottom. Then he stops like two feet from the bait and stares at it for five freaking minutes. <laughs> never moved. Never moved. And then something happened. 
came in, ate it. And while he came in, went to it and turned around, I'm like, and it was a bait on a jaw jacker. Ah. And I'm like, that son of a bitch went in there and didn't eat it. <laughs> and right when I thought the words didn't eat it ran through my head, the jaw jacker goes off. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah. Nice. laughs> and got him. But like, it was just cool to see that he would come in and just sit there yeah. on the bottom for five minutes mulling it over. Like, <laughs> right. do I want to eat this chunk Pro of sucker versus con, yeah. yeah. So the, I finally got a, a big fish on the whisker stick the 38 inch ice rod yep so it's we call that snoopy snoopy <laughs> so it's you thanks know, Wes. in my rod holder on the side of the boat and we've got the live bluegill down yeah watching it swim around on the live scope yeah and you see this flathead just come along the bottom he comes around that bluegill the bluegill starts freaking out he made two passes around that bluegill like a shark like a exactly like a shark yeah. and then came up from underneath and grabbed that bait and went away from the boat and that snoopy pole just gets buried that's hell awesome. yeah it was that awesome. Is awesome yeah just to see that you oh. know you always imagine you know like the 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 short bites like the little bites and yep. then they go or the ones that just hammer it you're like i'd really like to see that what happen what they're doing yeah you know, and how many come in and just take it right away, or how many come in and sit off, like you'd said, and you know, because well, my plan was to use live scope to figure out some stuff with flatheads, but my mounting system just isn't conducive for the river. I took it out two different days, and it's on a ram mount. Yeah. Yep. So you put it in current, and you got to tighten it down so damn yeah. much that you can't even hardly turn the thing. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna look at those different mounts, and I. There's a bunch of them out there for sure. I'll probably put one on the back and one on the front, and then that way I can put on the front to catch bait, and then on the back to hopefully see some fish move in and see yeah. what they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Information is useful, but it's also fun. You know, when you learn something new, yeah. you're like, it can huh. also be frustrating too because yeah. you oh, can yeah. see them and you can't yeah. get them to eat. But that's why we're yeah. talking about that clear water and right. basically yeah. panoptics applies that principle it clears to everything water. up yeah although although really muddy water it kind of all that sediment makes it hard to see at times really i haven't had that that issue but you're like even on the river really no <laughs> oh it's clear just plain as day okay so the day i was out was muddy as shit and i had to turn the gain way down to see anything and i'm sure yeah. i missed stuff because i had to turn the gain way down yeah you know i just realized we hadn't done for a while Introduce our guest. That's scary. No, we introduced, we introduced <laughs> Bullhead. Bullhead. Yeah. Oh, what's my... We have is a this a game you play or what? game, yes. yes. Oh. Used to be every time somebody said Bullhead, we had to take a drink. Oh. Well, and sometimes we're, we're not drinking every podcast, so... Well, most. Really? I, that's a lie. <laughs> most. No, some of them we do at 7 in the morning and stuff. Right. Oh. And we've done, like, a couple, so early in the morning yeah. recently yeah our schedules are just getting too hectic right well things will calm down that's a good thing though. we need to hammer yeah. out a bunch of podcasts this fall we do yeah, yeah. once everything kind of settles down a little bit the fishing starts settling down we'll uh and i say that, that going. but i'm gonna be traveling i was a bunch. gonna say how's yeah. that gonna happen yeah I'll, I'll do podcasts when i travel too well like today is wednesday i've already got the uh friday podcast scheduled but i don't have a podcast to edit for next friday so now you do you are yeah. you are a savior for next friday 
Well, that's a good thing. So Thank start being interesting, damn it. I'm trying. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy High Class. And we just have. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. So tell us how you got into chasing cats. <laughs> Uh, catfishing growing up? Is that what you're asking? Well, sure. into the guide serves, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I guess I don't know that story. Like, how did you, you and Dave get mixed in together? Yeah, so I met Dave at the catfish conference in Louisville. Oh, what, really? Two, well, she's been three on. years ago. We had Dave on yep, one time. Dave's on. Yep. And um, he had just made a comment. You know, we communicated back and forth, and I'd fished with him a couple times, and he had made a comment one day. Um, I just, he said, I don't really like fishing on the weekends. Pleasure boaters, you know, and he's got yeah. family. He's got a daughter and wife, and yeah. they're always busy doing stuff. And right. I said, well, I don't mind fishing on the weekends. I'll fish whenever. Yeah. So he said, well, I'll start passing along some, some trips that, you know, can't go during the week, and they can only fish on the weekends. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah, I took his overflow. And then last, uh, let's see, 2020 with COVID, mm-hmm. business really spiked. People wanted out of the house. Yes. They were cooped yes. up. They just, they needed to go do something. And fishing was a fishing was great perfect. Op- it was outdoors. And yeah. so we had some customers that said, hey, we want to come fishing. Um, we'll wear a mask if, you know, you want us to. Or And we said, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Yeah whatever yeah um so it, business was really good during that whole thing so uh, not that COVID is over by any means but right yeah um and hopefully the business being good isn't over either right exactly <laughs> right. and it's it's continued on yes you know so um pretty much every weekend uh and every weekend in june was full every weekend in july is full and halfway through august weekends are booked solid nice so, nice um, so now I'm just filling in, you know, day trips and all of that stuff. So, um, it got to the point where, um, he had some other opportunities that he was looking at right. to do. Uh, and I said, well, sell me your company. Yeah. And now it worked out and it worked Perfect. out. Yeah. And, um, so I purchased this company and we're off and running. Hell yes. Nice. So how'd you get into catfishing though? I grew up fishing southwest Iowa, all of the lakes and streams and, you know, small rivers over there. There's a pile of them over there. Oh, tons of them. Um, Well, we were talking about that the other day. We were looking at Google Earth and everything. Yeah. So You're a little spoiled, man. You had uh, some really cool places to fish. Yeah, a little bit. But ironically, uh, my grandparents and my mom, uh, my dad didn't really fish, but my mom and my grandparents, um, we grew up fishing bullheads and carp i just took a drink yeah <laughs> that was that was that's what we fished for yeah and yeah. we kept every single bullhead and we kept every single carp and we cleaned them and so have you ever fried carp deep fat fry mm-hmm. absolutely and it's awesome really yeah, yeah. okay yeah i mean that's I've what i grew up it. on so yeah i've never tried it yeah. i haven't either i've been always wanted to <laughs> i haven't caught a carp for a while really yeah, yeah. Come fished. out to the lake. We'll catch them through the ice. <laughs> That's so <laughs> weird. <be> cool. <laughs> there's there's a couple places around here where some guys have caught some carp through the ice. Yeah. And it looked like a good time. I'm I have sure. those on video. Yeah. Catching the carp through the yeah. ice. Well, actually, I think I saw one. You might have put it on Facebook. Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Had Troy and Amy out and Brad. 
Brad. Uh, what's his last name? Starts with a K. Oh, who works at Whisker Seeker? No. no he doesn't work. Brad K. Uh, I don't Kriegel? Know. Is it Kriegel? I don't Kegel? Know. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, so Troy, Amy, and Brad. Yep, so they came out. We were ice fishing out there, and we were catching crappie, and uh, Troy got a 12-pound channel through the ice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then the very next day, we fished in the same hole. It was just carp, carp, carp. <laughs> common carp and i mean we're we're but not snagging these like crazy oh it's insane absolutely insane That's so we're crazy. in six foot of water mm-hmm. and so they got plenty of room to run oh yeah and there's a giant <laughs> tree that we're you know parked up next to and pulling those things out with you know four and five pound test on a little ionic ice rod is just i get it oh, yeah awesome that'd be a good time good time yeah so yeah. anyway Grew up on, in southwest Iowa, chasing bullheads and carp, and just uh, never really got into the catfish side of it until high school. The Air Force buddy, mm-hmm. um, that was back when Iowa Drifters was coming out. Oh, yeah. The I Catfish that. Series, right? Yep. So we started fishing all of those in 93. Gotcha. And for the most part at that time, most of the teams were anchor fishermen the iowa catfish drifters yeah and most dudes are <laughs> right. on anchor right okay. those guys weren't we old. talked about that on troy and amy's podcast did we yeah it's crazy because he was one of the anchor fishermen he did he hated drifting yeah <laughs> you know, that's not fishing those those guys <laughs> just and i so can't did you still. compete against troy and amy in any of those nope no, no never ran into them well, they, most of those tournaments were on those small lakes. Yeah. And yeah. he's mid-90s, and they were mid-2000s. Yeah, they, yeah. they were later. Yeah. Right. So once once uh, Iowa Catfish Drifters kind of dissolved, we went to uh, the Nebraska Tournament Series and started fishing NCAA tournaments. Okay. So we fished all of the Nebraska lakes, some lakes in Kansas, some lakes in Missouri, um, and did quite well. We were... Nobody at that time was pulling baits per se. We yeah. were drifting, right? And the Nebraska boys didn't like it that the Iowa boys were coming over there and showing them, yeah, how to do Just it. Just like so. football. Brutal. So thanks, Jimmy High Class. Yeah, for exactly. That, that layup right there. <laughs> Little softball pitch for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just did that fairly consistently and. Did quite well in 2011, uh, won the Nebraska State Catfish Tournament through the NCAA group, mm-hmm. nice. and then won it again in 2016. Um, basically, just putting the patterns together, you know. That's fishing. Yeah. And the weird part is, is we never pre-fished. Those tournaments were always Saturday night, mm-hmm. seven at night till eight the next morning. Or yeah, they were night. Like yeah. that was yeah, the thing. Every every tournament was at night. Yeah. And we never pre-fished. We'd just go over and camp that weekend and catch our bait and then go fish the tournament. Right. Yeah. Just. Nebraska's oh. got some hidden gems, too. Oh, so yeah. does Kansas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. There's been, I've been enlightened to a handful of them where people I fish with, like, you need to get down here for this at this time. And I'm like, man, I want to. <laughs> Right. (laughs) I wish I had more time, but yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So then started doing, um, 
some of the national <clears throat> stuff before it really blew up. Yeah. And some of the bigger, you know, did the Cabela's King Cat tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was a huge eye-opener because when you're... Dude, you're learning regional oh. tactics that were unavailable otherwise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and you're chasing fish that, you know, we don't have in Iowa and Nebraska. Yeah, those big right? blues. You're chasing yeah. blues. Yeah. And although they're very similar, they're two totally different That's, species. It's funny yeah. you it's, say that because when I first yeah. started fishing for them, I'm like, these are just like big channel cats. Because some of them are. It, some of them have the same traits and found in the same spots. But, right. Kind of. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, I agree with you. Kind of. Yeah. 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 So I spent some time in Texas and uh, decided if I was going to, you know, figure out how to catch these bigger fish, which we all want to catch big fish, right? right. I said, well, I'm going to spend the money and hire a guide. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm a big believer in, you know, paying for an education. And that's exactly what it was. I could care less if we caught fish, yeah. but I wanted to know how they were doing it what equipment they were using, what tackle they were using, you know, how they were setting their rigs up, all of that stuff. How does this condition change those tactics? You know, what, what do you pinpoint in certain situations? Mm -hmm. So I I spent a day, a full day with a guy down there and we caught three fish in eight hours. Who was the guide? Um, Tony, uh, Tony P. What's his last name? Is he still a guide? Yep. He's still down there. You throw him a shout out. Tony P. Tony P. Down in Texas. He's down in Texas. <laughs> Lake Tawakany. Taught, yeah. taught Jimmy yeah. high class everything so, he knows. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, but again, he's one of those guys that if you had a question, you asked him a question, and he'd answer it. Right. Like, yeah. they're not hiding anything from you. You know, they want, they obviously want to put you on fish. Yeah. And they want to provide value. Exactly. Like, the fish might be the value. The education might be the value. They both might be valuable. Like, to the in, that particular individual, but no matter what, they want to leave the customer with something that they can take home, whether it's a memory, a photo, or just tips, knowledge. tactics, yeah. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Thunder Thunder Cove Guide Service. Nice. Tony. So <clears throat> we're in this pontoon boat. Wind's blowing 20, 25 mile an hour. Because that's what it does. Because that's North what Texas. it does in Texas, <laughs> right? Classic condition. Huge. Yeah. Like, I think there were 10 foot drift socks. I mean, just Jesus. massive. Holy to slow us down plus yeah. he's got his trolling motor mounted on the front and he's you know pushing the boat backwards so we catch a 19 26 and then the last fish we've got like 275 yards or 300 yards of line out the back of the boat jesus i mean because i mean we're just rolling right yeah <clears throat> you don't want them bouncing and around. you don't want to bounce them so you want that bait to be as natural as you can as it's coming through the water yeah <clears throat> And this rod just gets buried. I mean, pulling, just ripping line off the reel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, probably much this, line left. <laughs> this is a good fish. I mean, he's using yeah. big, big, I suppose, high capacity spool reels. Was but, he using braid or mono? <clears throat> mono. Okay. A big mono guy. Like 50, all, 50 like pound all test. Good fishermen do. Whatever may catch, alter that. Whatever puts the fish in the boat, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, so big fish. Big fish. Rod goes down. I'm cranking. We finally get it in, and that was my big, biggest blue. That was 59 pounds. That's a good one. And I was yeah. absolutely hooked at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, just horrible conditions, but we caught fish. Right. Yeah. So. That's the, that's a true guide. Right. 
so the next day it's raining, just pouring rain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, well, I got some time to kill. So I go to Bass Pro and I buy everything that I can find that he was using in his setup. And yeah. that's why guides are great people to be sponsored. Absolutely. Like I, I remember Spud talking about how he's like, I don't know if I should be spot or something along those lines. That wasn't how he worded it, but it was something along the lines of he wasn't he didn't have the reach I do because of YouTube videos. But I'm like, dude, just because there's a pile of people who watch my videos doesn't mean they're going to buy stuff. When you take somebody fishing and they get to see it and experience and use it firsthand successfully, that's when people buy that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that means guide, like in my eyes, guides are the best people to be sponsored. If I ever had a fish and tackle business, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't have some YouTubers that I would sponsor, but man, I would lean hard on the guides. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so you bought all that stuff. Yeah. So I I buy all the stuff and then I I go back to to Tawakini and started putting the stuff together. Well, you know, I'd never thrown a cast net before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm out, you know, standing in the rain at the campground trying to learn how to throw this cast net. (laughs) Right. <clears throat> with Fine. with no YouTube videos with, to yeah, show you, yeah, how. with nothing, yeah. and um, so with the pamphlet that's in in the, <laughs> the box, just pick it up and throw it. Is that so, all yeah. that says? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the other guys that was camping there, he's like, "You're doing it all wrong." I said, "Well, come over here and show me then." No shit. Yeah. So we spent like three hours, and he's you know trying to teach me how to throw this cast net. Well, we finally got it down, and uh, so the next morning I'm up before the sun's up, you know, and I'm along the causeway where the rocks are at and sure shit shad nice for you know first time ever doing that mm-hmm. yeah well so in my head i'm like well this is easy yeah <laughs> i can do this every morning right right <clears throat> go out the next morning shad aren't there right well where'd they go yeah they were here yesterday yeah they're not here now the Gosh. wind changed the conditions changed. wind changed yeah. temperature dropped they you know they went deeper they went shallower and so that aspect of it you know i'm just always trying to gather that information you're always learning and you're always just squirreling that stuff away mm-hmm. some people keep a journal i have a shad log <laughs> do you <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> that's how dorky i am but <laughs> part of it is like those details i'm not good at remembering that stuff and i i think everyone should keep a log like there's no downsides to it if you're serious about fishing exactly but some people are really good at remembering that stuff and don't need it i'm yeah. not but yeah. i'm smart enough not very smart, but just smart enough to realize or recognize that I'm not going to remember that shit, so I better write it down somewhere. Yeah. Right. So that's what I do. And it's just become a habit after a while, you know? It, yeah. It's sitting on the sandbar. You're like, oh, I'm going to fill this in. But that's it. It's more habit when I'm by myself or me and you are fishing together. Like, if I'm on a guide trip, I can't be playing around on my phone. Right. Yeah. So then, yeah. It, then it becomes more of a hassle to do it when I get home. Like, I got a trip. I got a log. I got a log Mondays. I haven't logged it yet. Um, it's not, Wednesday. But you can look at past weather now, so that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah, that helps. Yeah. yeah. Which you've got an app that gives you barometric pressure, you know, stuff I just, like that. I just go back. I type in past weather in the name of the city I was closest to, and there's a website that goes back pretty much indefinitely. Yeah. And, but the first two weeks are right there. So as long as you're within the first two weeks, it tells you the temp. it goes... 6 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m., 12 a.m., and tells you the temperature, barometric pressure, precip, all that stuff for all those time frames, and that's what yeah. I use. 
Then you can get on the river and see the charts if it was rising, falling, what the yep. flow was. You go from that website to the lunar to the river levels. And There's a lot of information in there. For sure. Yep. Yeah. And if you do that enough, a pattern forms, and then you feel smart till it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> till it changes. Exactly. But that's the problem <laughs> is when you see a pattern form, and then you have two days that negate the pattern. Yeah. And you're like, what the? Yeah. crap right. what are supposed to do and yeah. it's crazy i mean that that lake uh Tawakini is what thirty thousand acres or something i mean it's huge yeah it's a massive body yeah. of water yeah. and those fish move daily sometimes hourly yeah, yeah. those so, blue cats are so nomadic like the only fish i mean not the only fish that's more nomadic but the one that i fish for the frequently walleyes walleyes are yeah. super nomadic but then hybrids yeah yeah hybrids don't not only they don't do they, stop they don't they not only go. do they They're keep just moving bait. but they move fast oh yeah <laughs> they're like just there and gone yeah in a blip yeah you just hopefully your bait's waiting there when they swing on right. through so well, then i got the bait figured out yeah in texas so then i just had to put it all together so then once i started realizing and watching my sonar and figuring out what the bait was doing then you could figure out what the blue cats were doing so once oh, you they're what, pelagic yeah so degree. once you put that whole pattern together then i was consistently putting catfish in the boat you know yeah for the first time you know on As, my own basically yes right so that was that that's was a good an, feeling that was a great feeling yeah. and it was an eye-opener it was like man I, this is cool i want to do this right so then just kind of started working on the dream and putting it all together and here we are. Here we are today. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I just got to keep it going and grow it. So that that's a good point to kind of wrap the podcast up. So I'd say take the time. Whatever the last thing you want to say, this is a chance to to wrap it. Our up. Last cast. Yeah. Oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> You're scared of the end of the podcast? No. <laughs> I'll start it off. I, I just want to thank you for coming out. You stole you know, my I, asshole. Well. <laughs> I was going to thank you. That's why I started it off. I was going to be like, Jimmy High Class, it's okay that you're a Nebraska fan. I still want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, it was good. You know, it's, I'm glad that uh, you got into the business and you're you're doing well. And it's just good. Like you said, it's it, you're kind of new at it. And at this point, you're growing your business. And I'm kind of in the same boat. And I'm going to start growing not only the guide I business, think, but the animal control. I think we're control. all in the same boat to that yeah, degree. I think well, so. Yeah, you're. I'm in the business because you grew so much that you can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, mine's more of a prioritization thing. It's yeah. like I want to put out quality videos, and it's do I want to be booked all the time for guiding, or do I want to put out like good videos and keep getting better at it? Right. Yeah. So I got to weigh my options. Cause yeah. I wish there was 36 hours in a day, but there ain't. I agree. That's I agree. very true. So that's, very and that's true. kind of the same point I'm at. You know, I, right now that 50 hour job is priority number one. That's got to be done first. Right. Yep. And then I try to take care of as many animal control calls as I get and, you know, make that a priority and then work on the boat and try to get better in the boat and fix little things that come up. So hopefully, you know, it's, it's, Something that's gonna happen because I'm gonna make it happen. No, oh, that's all there's no to it. There's a lot of value yeah. to that thought yeah. process. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time to get all the kinks worked out and move forward. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
so forever grateful for you know friends and family and you know Dude, other it makes all the difference in the world it's huge um a lot of, a lot of positives very very little negative Hell yeah. i mean it's it's all on the up so uh, and then obviously you have to have great sponsors that don't hurt a thing. No, <laughs> that's always a good yeah. thing. So, so who, are you, who are your sponsors? You got Whisker Seeker. Whisker Seeker. You know. um, C Spot Go. Uh, water Spot one? Remover. Okay. So keeps you know, your boat. Got to keep the got to keep the whip clean. Keeps the Red Rock <laughs> Racing Stripe that's off your right. boat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's the other one? Church Tackle for planer boards. They make sweet planer yeah. boards. I've, they do. I've used yeah. them before. They yeah. work, work freaking good, especially for channel cat stuff and walleye stuff. Mm-hmm. Multi bar um, rod racks. And they're they and were graph mounts. They were originally Iowa based. Right? They are Keokuk. Are they still based? Still out? based there. Sweet. Yeah. Just built a new facility and good for them. Man, they're blowing it up. They're, good for yeah. them. Just rock solid product and great customer service. And mm-hmm. those guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fish bite rod holders. That's what I got on my boat. Yeah, I yeah. love them. There's I, you know, I've had two or three others, and not to bad mouth, you know, companies. They all have a purpose, and people have preferences. And I like how compact they are. Yeah, like if if you really break it down, every major catfishing style rod holder does what it's supposed to do. Yep, it's mm-hmm. beefy as shit, strong as shit, and you don't have anything to worry about. Um, but the fish bites are nice and compact. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm multi-species, so I can set my walleye rods in there. I can mm-hmm. set my crappie rods in there. Well, I was pulling yeah. cranks on the river suspend. with them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they work. And I just ran them flat. I yeah. got zero 33s, ran them, ran them all at zero, yeah. two on each side, and worked awesome. Yeah. So put, put my first crankbait flathead of the year in the boat. <laughs> That's a great feeling. Oh, dude. That's another reason why I run braid pulling cranks, though. Why is that? I I just I want that stronger line. I I like it because of the thinner diameter, so you can get them down quicker. Yeah, that's my big thing. And I'm running all of those but on spinning reels as got, well. Same, not casting. Yeah. Same. But you got to have a softer rod though if you want to do that. Oh yeah, because uh, you can pull hooks real easy. Yeah, especially on walleye uh, and crappie. Yeah, we yeah. Pulled they got a lot so- of crappie or a lot of crankbaits up with crappie lips sure. on them so call them that, paper mouth you know, for a reason that's crappy yeah. fishing yeah but you got any more so you got those um the working on a couple others but for for now those are they're not those are the mentioned until they're sold that's right <laughs> that's right i'm i'm not big on having a pile of sponsors i can't. No. Yeah. but you got good ones oh but that's yeah. it i'd rather have quality over quantity like yeah. whisker seekers freaking awesome to work yes. with and it's easy because they make good stuff. Absolutely. Yes. You know, like if they see, I'm stuck in this this place where I want the best. And well, it pays to have the best. It does. It yeah. does. And I honestly believe Whisker Seeker is the best. They're, like they're they make tough the best be. rods, yeah. the best hooks. Like you add it all together, and and it's just the best. Yeah, if you use nothing but Whisker Seeker products, you're gonna catch. You're, you're gonna you're gonna have reliable equipment that will do the job. If you don't Absolutely. catch fish, it's on you, not the <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. The equipment's not gonna fail you. Yeah, hell yeah. And then the other ones, Waterland sunglasses. Yeah, and I, I will say they are not the absolute best lenses. I'm a cat fisherman, so it's not the end of the world. But I will say they're the best bang for your buck. Yeah, and that's one thing I'm all about. Do they have yeah. prescription glasses as well? They do. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, that was a recent thing they just came out with, and they just 
started coming out with uh, mineral lens glasses. Nice. So they don't have them in the frames that I like yet. Oh, so yeah. So hopefully that <laughs> Now happens. who's high class? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't look good, so I need all the help I can, Jimmy. <laughs> Not all of us are as fortunate as you, apparently. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, yeah, like, and then uh, Bigfoot Bushcraft makes those fire starters that are sweet. Which are sweet, yes. Because you don't have to be a Boy Scout to make a campfire. No, and you don't work. have to spend the time. They'll, they'll light anything. Even, <laughs> even, even if you are a Boy Scout, you know, who's really good at starting fires, like, you just cut your time by 75 percent yeah and if really? the woods if yeah. the woods wet or if you know the conditions aren't perfect or it's like i the first time so you see all these videos like people starting fires in like wet snowy conditions i'm like kind of we'll see we'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to call bullshit so the first time i bought some i uh it was there was snow on the ground i took them out i swished them around in the slush and didn't dry them off at all. Broke it open, threw some wet sticks on top, lit them up, and they started up a fire really? in the game. Yeah, <laughs> and they're cheap. You know, you can get that's a impressive. Pile of them for twenty bucks, and you can start them with a flint and steel. You don't even need a lighter. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, they're they're honestly legit. Like, I don't know. I'm not good at bullshitting, <laughs> but uh, that that's all I got. You know, I don't want any more. Like, uh. There's been a few people who've even approached me recently, and I'm like, nah, not not my style. Well, you almost got a boat deal or a boat detailing deal, and you didn't even have a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny story. I don't know if I want to share yeah. that one on the podcast. It's, it's, plastics, right? Do you have a plastic sponsor? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they make my lures. Right. I guess I forget about that as a sponsor because I have a lure line. Maybe. Yeah. If you want to get some sweet plastics, remember yeah. the drastic plastics river certified line. There you go. And so far, you he got has crappie baits, right? Crappie and walleye. Crappie and walleye. Oh, yeah, that's gonna cost me. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, he hasn't if burned you, down a shop, so he's still up. If in you're business. nice to me, I might send a pack home with you. Oh, <laughs> if, if I'm nice. <laughs> well, I'd rather just not have the pack. <laughs> I gotta be nice to you. That that's not uh, worth. I'm it. not taking my Husker stuff off. So <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't ask you to. Unless this this what, year, right? This this is the year. That's right. That's I, right. We'll see. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it's Iowa's year, but I'm definitely not saying it's Nebraska's yeah. year. Either. Listen, here's the deal: if Nebraska does not beat Iowa this year, okay, they just he, he's gone. I mean, he's absolutely gone. He should have been gone the second year of his contract. No, I don't know about that. I'm not the cupboard, Scott Frost listen, fan. The cupboard was very, very bare when he got there. I don't care. I don't like the guy. It was in That's my thing. I just, I just don't like the guy. Well, because he's better looking or what? No. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. He is a good looking guy. You know, I won't argue that. But Back to the sausage. Yeah. What's, <laughs> he's this kind just of, got weird again. He's kind of a crybaby. And uh, I don't like that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't like He was that. a crybaby when he played there, though. I don't care. I didn't like totally. him. Totally. If yeah. I would have known. That's why he went to Stanford in the first place. If I would have known who he was then, I wouldn't have liked him then either. I just <laughs> don't like crybabies. Were you born then? Maybe. <laughs> we'll get into the details later. <laughs> I was going to tell you thank you for being on here, but I'm not sure right now. Well, I'll thank you either way. Yeah. Well, I thank you for the opportunity. That's fabulous. We'll, we'll so. have to do it again. It's for too sure. bad you live so far away. I kind of feel bad well, asking you, but. Nah. 
All right, we'll do it again. Well, eventually you should come over and fish at my lake. Okay, fine. And then yes. we can. <laughs> we'll just bring the podcast up. Yeah, yes. exactly. That would work out good. Yeah. Can we do the podcast on the boat? Uh, I've done a podcast on a boat, but it wasn't on the water. Mm. We need a plug in. Yeah. That's the, the thing. Unless we have like a power pack or something. Well, we've we got need plenty a 12 of those. volt plug in. Yeah. Just a 12 volt? Or whatever. One 110. Yeah. So, yeah, you just need a converter. Or, yeah. Oh, we could do yeah. a converter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough inverter, problem. right? In, yeah. Inverter. Yeah. Okay. Convert it. I mean, he's an electrician. AC I'm just a fishing DC. guy. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Whatever. All right. Well, we'll figure this out <laughs> once we're done. Thanks, everybody, for taking the time to listen. Check out all those sponsors if you haven't. Like, we legit believe in all of them. Like, well, believe sounds cringy and awkward. Uh-huh. But, no, I, but I use all it's of a them belief. every but time. I do. I yeah. do. It's but, not for show. So thanks for taking time to listen. Hope you catch a giant. Thanks, guys. See ya. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.